This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. And I am Christopher the Mageblade, Knight Errant of Hunkbarrow Castle. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. These kids today with their texting and murder. What the heck is going on? Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Greetings, the, listener. <laughs> the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single uh, LARP episode of uh, Supernatural to your enjoyment. Uh, Chris, how are you doing today? What's happening uh, in jolly old England? I am well, good sir. How are you? I'm curious, uh, I, I know that you are from the past, and you, you live in the 1700s where magic is, is an experience. Uh, did my microphone reach you okay? Did you get my Amazon Prime box, and did you understand how to hook everything up? Yes. <laughs> so that's that's all we're going to go from yeah, there. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> How do you say? How do you say it in a fantasy way? Aye, aye, aye. Now we're pirates. Aye, um, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Think about Indeed. that. There, prime box. <laughs> um. Anyway, hey, hey, Chris. <laughs> how are hey, you doing? It's just Chris. It's just Chris. It's not the Mage Blade gotcha. or, or whoever. So gay. We fooled everybody. Uh, hey, everybody. We're 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 going to be talking about a D and D episode or a LARPing episode of Supernatural today. So we're we're very excited about that. Before we do that, we're going to be uh, thanking everybody at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Now is a very good time to join up because uh, we're getting close to the end of the month. That means you get a brand new episode of a new podcast exclusive Heck to yeah. patrons at the beginning of Heck each month. Yeah. So go join now and check that out. We have a podcast on Cowboy Bebop. We have a podcast on the Witcher books. Uh, we have some other exclusive stuff kind of mixed in there. We're uh, almost to the point where we're going to get some suggestions from our listeners uh, or from our patrons, and I'm very excited about that. So uh, Mm -hmm. stay tuned, and thank you if you're already a patron. Yes, thank you. Chris, can you catch us up on Season 8? Mm-hmm. We've had I'm sorry ten... about the whole LARP thing that I did. No, no, please. I, I was actually, I, I had a joke. Like I, was, I texted you last night, um, and I was like, how far do you think you can do this by talking about Sam and Dean, like, talking this kind of way? And then totally forgot about it, because I was caught up on some other shit today. So, I'll sorry, I, I, let you, I feel like I let you down. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be the first time. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Last time on Supernatural. Charles Bradbury, the Moon Sword, took up her blade to face off against the many-headed Leviathan beast reigning hell on the kingdom she held dear. Along the way, our intrepid hero rescues a pair of hunks in distress before riding off into the sunset, her sword shining in her wake. A year has passed, and the hunks, now squires in their own right, have battled their way through the enemies both of the demonic and the emotional kind. After weeks of strife, our hunks have said farewell to their seasonal lovers, wiped away like morning dew fading with the dawn. The brothers have united once more under a common banner, but when their wizard Castiel begins to wane in power, the hunks suspect something sinister at play and decide it best they quest without him. 
While their scribe, Kevin, works hard to unlock the secrets of ye old magic, <laughs> our, squires <laughs> our squires offer their services to the mysterious Moon Queen, or Queen of Moondor, or something, uh, who just might be the very hero from their past and whose shadow they've walked all this time. Ooh, good job, Chris. Good job. Everybody out there, just start clapping in your in your office I'll be, or your car. I'll be performing or, uh, local Renaissance theater uh, every Tuesday night. Tip uh, your waitresses. <laughs> Check out the drink specials. This was really nice. Thank you, Chris. That was really yep. good. You're really bringing yeah. the heat to these uh, roads so far lately. I'm really I do impressed. What I, can. I do what I can. Uh, today we're going to cover season eight, episode eleven, "Larp and the Real Girl." Do you get that reference, Chris? By the way, do you get that? Uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Yes, Chris. Yes. Jesse seen... shouted it out when we started the episode, and Have I was you... like, "Yeah, Jess, you're not the only one who's heard of that movie." Okay. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? I actually haven't, no. I don't know a single person that has seen that movie, but it's one of those movies that I think is like, uh, it's almost like Brokeback Mountain, where everybody mm-hmm. just assumes it's about the thing, and it's probably not actually about the yeah. thing at all. So, yeah. Jess likes it. She says it's a good movie, so. Oh, see, there you go. Uh, and Jess has incredible taste, because obviously she's, she's married to the Mage Blade, Chris Mosier. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, when I ma- when I did Mageblade form, it's actually Christopher. So. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Mageblade Christopher. Yeah. I apologize. I am a knight errant of Hunkbarrow Castle. All right. Uh, th- so, season eight, episode eleven, LARP and the Real Girl, written mm. by Robbie Thompson, directed by Jeno Zwart. <laughs> written by Rob Thomas. <laughs> it aired on uh, January twenty third, two thousand thirteen, and. Uh, the description is as follows. Felicia Day returns. Sam and Dean investigate the mysterious death of two LARPers, parentheses, live action role players, mm-hmm. who were playing a game entitled, <laughs> entitled is not, yeah, anyway, Moondor. Mm-hmm. Ah. The guys are thrilled to discover the queen of Moondor <laughs> is none other than Charlie, guest star Felicia Day. The three learn that a fairy has been commandeered to harm people, and the only way to stop her is to find her master. Uh Right off the bat, let, let's get into this. There's not much meta plot to this at all. Like we don't. Hardly there's no any. Castiel. There's no like angel stories. There's no. Nope. There's a little bit of mention of like some demon tablets. Like uh, Sam is a little frustrated at the beginning of the episode that there's been no progress on their their main quest, if you will. Uh, but mostly, this is just a self kind of contained story that I think is yep. pretty good. Like, this is this it's is very okay. enjoyable. It's a it's a solid uh, comedy episode. It also just has like a solid, interesting enough plot. Without them going too overboard with the LARP stuff, um, and it just works. But yeah, it's it's very very light on content, I guess. Yeah, and I don't I don't mind that at all. Like for it's where fine. we are in it's the totally series, fine. like after the last few episodes that we've seen, um, like we were we were kind of we had a lot of brother drama happening, and uh, mm-hmm. this actually has a, a really nice cap on it at the end with some brother drama that I, I really appreciate. Like our boys kind of coming for back sure. together. For um, sure. I always like it when we needed the break. show up. The boys needed the break. The boys needed a break. And I'm glad that we had this like one-off case for them to help. And of course, Felicia Day as Charlie is amazing. Uh, I, I yeah. really like this. It's um. Do you feel like it's a little hammy what they're doing with the lesbian thing? Like I love representation, but like every single girl that is on that meets Charlie in this episode yeah. immediately falls in love with Charlie. Like it's do you think there's it's a it's a Dean thing? Like is that what's happening? Nerds are horny, man. I don't know. <laughs> nerds are horny. I guess so. Uh so yeah, this is this is really interesting. Like I I I feel like this episode is really fun and it's it, I mm-hmm. just don't know that Besides literally describing what happens and kind of goofing on some of the more goofier stuff, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of like, um, 
what's the word that I'm Coverage. looking for? Like like analysis of it. Yeah. Like because we'll I, I feel like we'll I feel like most out. of this episode is going to be us repeating jokes to you to, to yep. one another. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we start off with our cold open. We have uh, LARP Lord number one. He's on the phone in his apartment. He's arguing with somebody. He's very heated. Uh, his name is not LARP Lord. That's just what I have dubbed him. Uh, he's in an apartment that's full of like Lord of the Rings posters and uh, gamer merch. Uh, a lot of uh, just just like typically uh, nerdy stuff. Um, and he's yeah he's arguing with somebody. He says it's just a game. They hang up, and then he we get a text or he gets a text from somebody named Lance, and the text says you will pay for this. Um, and then um, he. This character, whose name I already forgot, he heads into bed to like, go to sleep, and he gets a mark on his arm that looks like the Tree of Gondor. It's not that, but it's a tree. Uh, this this sort of tattoo appears on his arm in his sleep, and then suddenly we hear the sounds of like horses stomping uh, and ropes uh, being pulled taut. And he's basically like, you know, how they do like the old old timey like torture where the horses pull you in all the directions. That's what they. That's what happens to this guy. Except there's no horses. It's just imaginary. Yeah. Um, this dude's name, by the way, is Ed Nelson, but his real name is Shaughnessy Redden, which sounds much wow. more fantasy-inspired. So. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully I got the right person on that. Uh, I really like this kill. I think this is really good. Uh, they do the uh, the cutaway and then the splash of blood on the wall, which I feel like has become kind of a, almost a trope with Supernatural now, which I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of. But uh, I, I actually kind of like the, the spookiness of him getting, like, trapped, not trapped, but, uh, like, drawn and quartered by invisible horses. That's, that's yeah. pretty dope. Pretty spooky. Um, from there, we're at the we're with the boys. They're in the Impala. I feel like we haven't had a good old fashioned boys in the Impala scene in a while. Uh, there's not a lot of drama here. It's just um, Dean saying like, "Hey, Sam, I I know what you gave up wasn't easy." Um, Amelia is what he's referring to. I know. I Sam has kind of already forgotten about her. I almost forgot about her. Um, but <laughs> well, we, maybe we need a flashback to remind us who she is. Chris. We need a flashback. And Sam looks out the window <laughs> to flashback to the last episode. Him lying in bed, shirtless. Um, trying to paint God, his I nails. Wish, so I wish I'd left come. my shirt on for that. I feel so dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam is Sam is the kind of guy who keeps his socks on and his shirt, but no, no underwear, no pants. Very weird. Very weird. Um, we call that the so, Winchester. <laughs> that's the Winchester move right there. That's how he likes to lie on the Apollo too. But uh, so. So Dean says, "Hey Sam, I know what you gave up couldn't couldn't have been easy, but maybe like let's go have some fun. Let's let's take a weekend off, go to some bars, do something." Um, but Sam is already clearly kind of resistant to that. Uh, I think we've we know that Sam has always been the type that. Uh, I mean, they they're both this way. Sam is will acknowledge his his grievance, but he won't go have fun. He won't try to relax. His his method of dealing is always to work and to try and do something good. To kind of like counteract whatever bad thing he's feeling, I guess. Uh, but then he gets a call from Garth, who reveals he's been tracking them, uh, and he tries to assign them a case because um, they're near Michigan. And, and Garth, since he's tracking them, he knows where they are. He gets this job. He sends Sam and Dean on it. Gives them a side quest, essentially. Absolutely, uh, I, I like the idea of Garth doing this, and actually Dean does too. Yeah, <laughs> Dean's like, I kind of like this. Like, this is a good idea. <laughs> Sam, who's all like, this is creepy. Like, well, okay, first of all, Sam, remember what you were doing with your ex girlfriend like two weeks ago? All right, so pipe it down, buddy. Hey, Sam has recently been the victim of um, some sort of uh, cyber crime. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago, he was mm-hmm. the victim of his brother uh, stealing his contacts and 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 changing them to to make him think something different. So I can see how how Sam would be a little sensitive about this whole cyber crime issue. Yeah. Also, don't look up your uh, ex girlfriend's credit card record. That's also, all. can you believe that we just call it cyber crime? 
<laughs> like cyber, dude. That's what it is. It's like cybercrime. People on CNN say cybercrime a lot. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Cybercrime. Yeah. That's a. That's that. That's, those are dumb words. Done by cyber crooks. Oh god, I'm already. I'm out of this. Uh, so they they go to the crime scene, start investigating. Uh, Dean takes off on his own to do EMF stuff. Sam hangs out with the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff is very disdainful of this dude who is a, uh, the victim is like a 30 something year old who lives by himself, which you can obviously tell because, uh, he's living in Chris's apartment <laughs> because okay. there's figurines um, and Lord of the Rings posters um, and swords okay. on the wall. <laughs> there is something about like, he like, looks around. I was like, this looks a lot like my bedroom. <laughs> I mean, Chris, I was like, first of all, guy. All right. I thought, she may be, I thought this was how you got into supernatural was you let them use your apartment for this scene. Yes, yeah, they asked, that's what it was. Oh, <laughs> Sam, I didn't expect Sam to make fun of all my fucking toys. They're cool, all right, Sam? Why don't you get off your high horse? Um, I will say that it's nice that uh, neither Sam nor Dean uh, kind of make fun of this at all. In fact, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the episode, they're kind of getting into it. I very much like when the boys don't pretend to be better than this stuff, and they just kind of lean into it, especially Dean. Dean could have taken yeah. a much different... You remember when Dean saw that dude with, like, the... When they have the body swap episode, and he's, like, wearing the, the Star Wars shirt, and he's like, oh, you... Sir, you fucking virgin and i'm like come on dean like i know you've yeah. watched star wars like a zillion times on tnt mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. d- chill out he's an extreme guy um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so sam he takes a look at the body he sees the um tree of gondor tattooed on the sky and he's like yo i love mm-hmm. lord of the rings this is honestly really cool um but that's that's not what it is it's not the tree of gondor i guess you gotta stop saying that <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's the tree of pain which sounds way cooler than the yeah. tree of gondor um but the uh the sheriff here he he tells sam that the neighbor downstairs heard horses um but obviously that's not possible this woman must have been dreaming or something the cop is very blase about everything uh but Sam sees uh, the texts that were going to this guy's phone, to the victim's phone, from this guy named Lance. And I think, like, the last one on there says, I am a mage. I will destroy you. Yes. So that's, like, immediately Sam and Dean are like, oh, fuck. I <laughs> that's love our thing. I love the look that they give at each other. Like, holy shit. We've never yeah. had something so clear to be our yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they go and they interview this guy, Lance, who has been uh, taken in by the police because he was mm-hmm. sending threatening texts. Um but he's like, no, I, I wasn't texting him as me. I was texting uh, texting him as my character from a game called Moondor that we play together. And my character was pissed at his character because of blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and they sort of go through this, the, the rigmarole to realize that this guy, Lance, he's actually not full of shit. He's actually not a mage. He was just playing a character. I love it when he explains like his his lengthy lineage and how he's yeah. related to the the victim. And he, Dean just looks at him blankly. He's like, "I am the Merlin to his Lancelot." And Dean's like, "Okay, mm-hmm. cool, I got it." Like, it, like, I like, <laughs> I, I like, just let me break this down for you in like you know, normie terms. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, Dean actually thinks the kid is telling the truth, which is good. Uh, and so they they actually go to check out the website and are extremely kind of into it. Like Dean, I think at this point even comments yeah. like, "This looks like fun." Uh, and they they like are watching this preview video which somebody put together which is nice when they see that uh in the video the queen of mondor moondor is uh none other than charlie as played by felicia day so they they have an in already unfortunately while he's in the holding cell uh lance's arm starts itching 
the tattoo shows up and he starts ejecting blood from almost every orifice of his body that we can see. Yeah. Like mouth, eyes, ears, nostrils, but, the whole nine. It's very gross. Well, I said we, we can see. I'm assuming that it's coming from the butt. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to presume. There's, the, there's you know a big fat red stain on his uh, on his oh, trousers there. Oh, so. nice. Okay, no, good, good, good. That'd be a really weird detail. <laughs> that would be <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we sh- it's really gross. You see it coming from out of his eyes, but then when he drops to the ground for some reason, they just the, the makeup department decide to <laughs> squirt some shit on his butt. <laughs> the sheriff assumes this is a disease and immediately starts going to like i think he says he's going to go bathe himself in purell uh yeah. but what he really should be doing is locking the, the place down because <laughs> it should be a quarantine yeah, issue not, yeah uh i love i love the small town sheriff that doesn't really seem to know anything about what he's doing it's really good like yeah. this this dude yeah. actually works for me a lot uh Sam notices the tattoo though and is like, "Okay, we have to go. We have to go visit this this park where everybody's LARPing at." <laughs> so they go to the LARP. Uh, they go, they to, go to the LARP. Um, so the first thing they do is they 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 you know witness a scene happening. There's like a guy playing an orc who gets put in stocks. Uh, his teeth fall out, so they have to pause the action and stick the teeth back in his mouth. And they really hold the character. Yeah, it's oh. one of those situations, which is like, I think that LARPing was probably, it's probably great fun. I used to kind of want to do it. I probably wouldn't now, but, um, so I would never make fun of somebody for doing this, but it is extremely like corny when you see them like take it so seriously and then break character. I'm like, I know that this is, that's how it really is. Um, and again, not making fun of those people because LARPing seems like it is a ton of fun. You just have to really I definitely, um, out of it. My, growing up, and I've talked about this before, like the weird, um, separation of nerds as I was coming up. Like I mm-hmm. could be, I was a nerdy kid but i didn't want to be too nerdy like i didn't <laughs> want to play dungeons and dragons but i would play the legend of zelda you know what i'm saying right, like right. um so i definitely would make fun of these kids when i was a, a younger child i definitely wouldn't do that anymore like it's this is a fun thing to do like a and d is a fun a fun game to play like mm-hmm. all this stuff is fun and no matter what it is if you're having fun doing then just do it and have fun right, right. uh I, I do there's a couple of times in here where um they use like bean bags to throw at each other for like magic missile kind of spells mm-hmm. and stuff where i just can't help but think this is the corniest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, if you're having fun with it, if I was playing it and I was the one slinging the bean bags, I would probably be having a good time, but exactly. it's just, it just, it just does feel very corny. Um, but yeah. So they talked to this guy whose name I didn't write down until later. And so I don't have it in my notes Jerry. here. And I don't remember what it is. What is it? This is Jerry. Jerry. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic LARP name. They, um, they call him a, they call him Boltar throughout the episode. Boltar, yeah, that's a, right. Yeah. And he calls himself not a LARPer, but a interactive, literaturist which is uh, fucking nerd don't take this shit so seriously what are you doing if you're like yeah man i'm a fucking orc uh it's dope (laughs) what do you want and then you'd have to be like yeah all right i yeah i I am the physical manifestation of token script yeah and you're like okay i'm gonna steal your lunch money the fun thing about this is he immediately accused them of uh mixing genres or genre Uh mashup which uh they is only available on Saturdays. Today, they're just doing straight Boondor. Uh, and he says, you know, you've got your... And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, you've got your fake IDs and your your FBI get-ups. Like, I get it. You guys got transported into the past and you're going to be investigating us. And they're like, no, no, no. These are real IDs. And the kid's like, oh, no, they're definitely not. Like, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're really good IDs. But you forgot to put the numbers at the bottom and they switched to this in 2016. And this is the part where I'm, I'm just like, fucking nerds. Like, I... Oh. It's a special kind of nerd who yeah, needs to, really and I, I like the fact and that we, this dude is going to turn it out to be the villain because there's a real satisfying <laughs> punch that's coming uh, that I was waiting for the entire episode. And I was very glad we got. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, he says like, hey, uh, you know, you can't do this. And they're like, look, we're just trying to find the queen. He's like, oh, well, the queen is overseeing new recruits. We cut over to this uh, very Game of Thrones style arena fight. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mountain is fighting Tyrael or something. I don't know. I don't really remember. It. <laughs> That's be a very unfair fight. Who was the guy? The 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 the, the snake guy from the desert. Is it what is it? Oberyn Martell? Is that Oberyn? Yeah, like the madness fight in Oberyn, except it's all with plastic shit. Like it's all fake, and uh, it's just like so like poorly choreographed. Like it doesn't look like either of them have ever held anything in their hands before, which is very funny. Which really works, right? Like this yeah, actually really yeah. works for what they're doing. Like it looks it looks goofy and and fake and and fun and. Uh, very quickly, there's a victor, and uh, they take off their helmet, and it's real. It's it is the actual queen. The crowd goes wild. She starts giving a speech about like we need new recruits to take up the queen's army because others have gone missing. And then she's as she's talking to the crowd, she sees Sam and Dean, and immediately freaks out and just basically is like the queen needs a break and turns yeah. around and leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you would think uh, with the way that we left things off, maybe she'd be excited. But then when you look at the reality of the situation, of course she would be like, oh fuck why are they here exactly because when we left uh she had broken her arm and they told her to to disappear so the leviathans wouldn't find her there's been no follow-up so like it, presumably she's still on the run from the leviathans like she she doesn't know that they're they're gone from existence right. other than the, like dick roman's empire collapsing um so they they go they follow her to her tent mm-hmm. and she she says she goes by carrie now so i wrote that down i was like this isn't this doesn't matter they're clearly they're gonna move past this immediately you just call her charlie um but yeah she uh she she is kind of pissed to see them at first but not because she hates sam and dean she said she's not kevin um but because <laughs> she's not dean all right she doesn't hate them um <laughs> But because, you know, she thinks, well, if they're here, then clearly, like, that means that the Leviathans are back, something bad is back. Um, and she she had to run away from, from her life before, her second life before. Um, and she just tries to bail again and pack up her shit and leave. But then Dean explains the situation. No, we're not here for that. The Leviathans are done. We're just here because maybe there's a monster. There's something. People are going missing. People are getting hurt. Um, and once, once she kind of, you know, takes account of the situation, Charlie chills out. Um, and once they show her that uh, the the symbol of the tree, she recognized it as a, uh, a Celtic magic symbol. Um, and she also says that bad things keep happening to her her squires. And that's the you know they talked about her losing people in her in her fake fantasy speech, but also like people keep being injured or falling ill. Uh, and it seems like something in the game is sort of pushing into real life a little bit. And she and she shows this by uh, walking over to like a tabletop representation of these four factions that are in this in this game of Moondor, whose names I've immediately forgotten. But all we really care about are the Queen's army and the uh, the Shadow Orcs. Yeah. Um, but uh, Dean immediately sees this and is like, well, you know, if you pull your archers back here and you go to flank the thing, like him and, and Charlie like immediately start going tactics on this board where Sam is like, hey, 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 guys, come on. We yeah, have, we've got actual on, murders to deal with please. here. <laughs> um, it's always funny. Like a Dean immediately is just like super into that. Um, yeah, it's really good. Sam gets a phone call, and it turns out that uh, the the coroner says that Lance was killed by Belladonna, and then both Charlie and Dean are like the porn star. Yeah. And the moment, and it, Sam's expression when he looks at him is like, "No, the poison." The poison. <laughs> There's like a long pause where he's like taking <laughs> taking account of everything that he just he's looking at both Charlie and Dean for a long time, and then just saying, "No, the poison." No, the poison. How do you guys both know who Belladonna is? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
but the weird thing is, is there's no trace of it in his in the in the victim's system. So like, even though it looks like all, everything looks like he was killed by it, it you, they can't find any trace of it. Um, at this point, they split up. Sam decides to go to the uh, tech laptop or the future <laughs> tent. I think is as yeah, it's referred something to something like that. Yeah. While uh, Charlie tells Dean, like he, they they're going to go kind of investigate and see if they can figure out anything about this symbol. The tree symbol, uh, but he has to change clothes, so he has to actually suit up into some uh, some LARP gear. LARP and of course, gear. because he's fucking Dean, he looks fucking great in it. Yeah, of course he does. Um, so yeah, we get Sam over in the tech tent. We get a shot of one of the monitors showing Felicia Day from uh, Dragon Age Two, which is like, oh, like interesting that they just have that footage in this game. But oh, really? This, uh, I didn't even I didn't even yeah. catch that because yeah. Dragon uh, Age sucks and it's a terrible video game. Don't yeah, at me. Um, she's in like the DLC I think for Dragon Age Two, and they just like show a clip of her from it. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then yeah, Sam goes there to like I guess like check out like police records or something, but mm-hmm. he sits next to some some uh, LARP girl who was it's just like Flirt Town USA. Like she is just like oh what up honk. Um, I'm, I'm a horny nerd and I want to talk to you. And she like helps Sam look for clues or something. And he, he's trying to pretend like this is some game and that he's not actually looking at like horrible real life pictures. Um, but yeah, Sam, she, she's flirting heavy with Sam. It was I mean, just, it just for no reason. Flirting heavy is one thing. Uh, she literally invites him to his, to her tent. Like he's like, yeah. well, you know, you know, see you later. This was my, my first time here. And she's like, there's a first time of a lot of things. If you come back with me to my tent and he's like, no, I gotta go. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. I don't want to get you. I don't want to have you stayed stung. So uh, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Chris, are, uh, again, you and I never have been to any of these, uh, LARPing sessions. We've never, I don't, I've never done like a Ren fair. Are people really this horny? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've met a lot of really like lecherous dudes at like cons and stuff, but I've never. Yeah, I could see that absolutely. Really, yeah. I've, I've never seen women really act like that. Obviously, I, I don't know, but um, I know a bunch of people that we that listen to this podcast have been to that, and I'm curious. Write in for our feedback episode uh, to see if you have gotten laid or have just seen a bunch of horny people or at, at these things because. Surely not. Like, surely it's just got to be like an average grouping of people where there's like 10% super horny people and then like 90% people that are just there to have a good time. I've had dudes like be mad at me because I was another dude in the room. Like, um, like I was suddenly competition. I'm like, dude, I'm wearing like a fucking sweatshirt. Like, I'm not here to like interrupt your like fucking role play sex party or whatever. I'm just trying to drink a beer, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, like, because you were obviously more pretty than they are. Like, yeah, because, yes. <laughs> Which is not saying a lot. <laughs> saying, with that flowing hair, you really match the, the time period. I was, they're, they're I was a younger man back then. <laughs> of course you were, of course. Uh, so, uh, Charlie and Dean have this conversation, and uh, I really, really enjoy this, because he's obviously filling her in on the things that have happened in Sam. He's filling her in on the road so far. And uh, she immediately says, like, wow, pretending to be his ex, huh? Like, that's a really low blow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, number one, Charlie. Thank you, number two, writers. Thank you, number three, Supernatural, for actually, like, acknowledging this in the the show itself and for making Dean make the comment of, like, yeah, it wasn't my my best moment or something. She also, like, drills in and being, like, not not only just, like, the dick move, but she's like, you made, so you made Sam give up his happiness. (laughs) Yeah, like, she puts him on the spot about this, and I really, really appreciate it. Like, it's really nice to have Dean kind of called on his shit within a couple of episodes of him pulling it like that's really great to me because that is one of the like that is one of the meanest things i've seen dean do to his brother and i I just like outside of like you know glue his fingers together in that one prank episode but man this this is so good uh they they have a further conversation where 
Well, I think at this point, Dean starts talking about like, well, you know, I had to do it because uh, in this in this life, you you can't have any attachments. You just have to learn how to let go. And of course, Charlie immediately catches on to this and is like, are you, are you still talking about Sam or did you break up with somebody? Which yeah. obviously means Benny. He's like, uh, uh, no, um, no, no, uh, no, no. Castiel's still around. Why? Why do you ask? Yeah. What, what do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah. And then she, Charlie starts talking about how um, she... She started LARPing when she ran away from her life. She's she's further running away f- from it into this escapism into into LARPing because in this world she can be a hero. Uh, and Dean says a very nice thing about how like yo <laughs> everything you did with like Dick Roman and all that like you were our hero in real life too. Like obviously yeah. you don't get praised, you don't get thanked for it, but you you did a very heroic thing. Uh. I, I really like this too. Like this is going to be an ongoing through line through this, and I, I really appreciate that 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 kind of. Hey, hey, no, you are actually a hero. Like you don't have to pretend to be anything. You are actually you have actually done this stuff. Um, Sam and his his new boo, as I like to call her, Sam and the new boo. Uh, they start figuring out like which people got hurt. This chick is recognizing uh, everybody on his computer screen, but Dean and Charlie as are going around and kind of showing this. Um, this tree to one another can't find anybody they're not having any luck at all uh this new chick the new boo realizes that oh hey everybody in the game is getting hurt except for the shadow orcs right uh sam looks this thing up and realizes that it is it is an actual like celtic symbol called the tree of pain which it cannot cannot be real (laughs) (laughs) Uh, meanwhile uh dean who also, Charlie has also come to the conclusion that they need to talk to the Charlie, the Charlie Oak Orcs. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a, Charlie Orcs? That's not a thing. That's I'm not, not sure what's thing. happening right now, to be honest. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, they go over to the dude that we saw earlier spit out his, his mouthpiece, the, the shadow mm-hmm. orc over there. Uh, Dean threatens the guy and, like, hits him on the head, which is really good. It makes a comment about, like, hey, look, like, there's, you know, there's no cell phones. There's no Geneva connection. I can do anything I want to to this guy. Right. right. <laughs> really good stuff. Um... So is this? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, this section is kind of messy because they do a lot of bouncing between. There's Sam a lot of bouncing and, Sam, Sam and his new boo and, and Charlie and, and uh, Dean. Um, because yeah, there's some really good lines in here that I don't want to miss. But yeah, so basically, um, he, when they talk to this guy, um, in the stocks, that guy identifies it as the Shadow Clan's family crest. So there's their first lead. Um, Sam has now also identified that it's this fairy Celtic magic. Um, they've got that. The chick tries to bone down with Sam, and he very awkwardly is like, "Uh, nah, not happening." Um. And then, so Dean and Charlie, at this point, they meet up at the interactive, uh, with the interactive literaturist, whatever that guy's name is. Um, Boltar. Boltar. They meet up with Boltar. They set up an, a meeting with the with the Shadow King, the Shadow or King, whatever his name is. Charlie um, uh, calls Dean her handmaiden, which is going to mm-hmm. be a th- another running gag in this episode that I like a whole lot. Uh, but she, because of the game, is not allowed to, to go with them because it's too dangerous or something. So um, Dean gives Charlie his phone and is like, hey, call Sam, go meet up with him. I'm going to go meet with the uh, or King or whatever. Um, and yeah, and then we see Charlie heading back on her own and she's being stalked by this dude in a cloak and it's very spooky and dark but then he pops out and you, she tosses a beanbag at him uh, casts a spell on him and he, he runs off and you realize oh it's just all part of the game she wasn't really being stalked this guy's just you know he's just playing the game 
Um, but then she turns around and there is just a way more serious looking figure um, with a big old antler skull on its head. Very satanic or very druidic. I don't know what it is. Um, and <laughs> Very backwoods Louisiana is what very, I would call this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's spooky. Uh, yes. And it, it, uh, it, the figure grabs Charlie. And then we cut to um, back to what, Sam? We go back to Dean, to Dean and Baltar, who are uh, yeah. getting back to the uh, the main event, um, having failed to find any shadow arcs in the forest. Um, so this dude says, "Like, oh hey, I've got an idea. Like, we'll we'll exchange prisoners. I've got one of their prisoners. We'll do a meetup, and I'll I'll you know we we could talk to them then." Um, Sam arrives and says, "Like, oh hey, this is uh, actually." And Dean's like, "Oh, I know, I know. It's a symbol of the shadow arcs." And he like goes into a lot of this game detail. And Dean's like, and Sam's like, "No, Dean, it's." It's an actual Celtic symbol called the Tree yeah. of Pain, and it's a fairy <laughs> symbol. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you so into this? What are you wearing? <laughs> He's like, nice outfit. Dean's like, you love it. <laughs> uh, they realize that Charlie has not, not is not there uh, because, and then you know, obviously he, she never called uh, Sam. Charlie, we flip back to Charlie. Uh, she wakes up in this bedroom, essentially, like on this four poster bed in this like giant tent. Uh, Antlerhead is standing there and just kind of silently watching her. Uh, Charlie is rambling, and it's it's actually very charming. Like Felicia Day is extremely good in this episode. I think mm-hmm. uh, she she starts rambling, realizes she can see the entrance of the tent, runs through it, and just arrives back from the other side because it's a magic tent and you can't leave it, which is pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, uh, very very dope, uh, but very uh, non undope. For Felicia Day, as the kids say, "Hey, that's pretty undope, my man." That's pretty non-dope. That's what I, yeah. you know. That's what the kids say. I mean, that's what yeah. I. I mean, that's you know, that's what I've heard the kids say when I go all to the to the teen clubs. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, the the figure in the in the that's mask. What I heard at the, the brand skull, new concert whatever. last week. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Um, the figure approaches very slowly and then like takes off the the mask and reveals like, oh, it's a pretty lady. Why didn't you take the mask off earlier? That was totally unnecessary. But it's a pretty lady, and Felicia Day is very shocked. Um, but then we cut back to Dean and the orc hostage and Boltar, uh, and they're meeting up with the orcs. Um, they're having this little like parlay between all like the role players, and they're looking for Charlie because they assume that the orcs kidnapped Charlie. But Dean, he is just a little bit too nervous. He's not into this, so he pulls out his real gun. <laughs> That's where they start talking about like scheduling. Like, there's a little league game, so we don't want to spook the normies. So oh, yeah, you know, we need yeah, to get out of yeah. here about six p.m. And yeah, Dean pulls his actual real fucking gun and like shoots it into the ground, and everybody immediately loses their cool. Is like, okay, okay, come out. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, yeah. He's not playing this shit. He's not playing this shit. Uh, because- as you might imagine, the, the shadow works know nothing about this situation. Uh, they they jabber for a little while and run away. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the 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 dude that with the prisoner, the shadow work prisoner, says, "Oh, hey, I I think I might know where she is. I saw a weird tent over here, and uh, we should go investigate that." And Dean says, "Why are you helping me?" Uh, why are you helping us now? And he says, well, you know, I have a huge crush on the queen. And he's like, I don't think that you're her type. And one of my favorite lines, she's not into orcs. <laughs> uh, I love that. She's not into orcs. The line. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really good. Good stuff. Um, so we come back to, to the, um, pr- the fairy Felicia? and, and, and yes, where well, we haven't actually talked about fairies yet, but this is where we learn that, uh, this is Gilda, the fairy, who has been trapped by somebody uh, to do his 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 bad bidding? Who's making her do horrible things? Uh, mm-hmm. You could tell like the chemistry between these two women is is very good, and Charlie is immediately in love with this chick. Like you could yeah. just tell it's very yeah. very good. 
this is very much her like fantasy coming true right now. Yeah, and we haven't I haven't I mean I've referenced it a couple of times, but like when Dean and Charlie were roaming around the the camp or whatever, like talking to people, like every every girl that they questioned was just like, "Oh, wow, the queen." Like they, I mean it was re- like even Dean was like, "Come on, dude, what are you doing?" Everyone's horny. <laughs> Everybody at this place is horny for Felicia Day specifically, which is yeah, really good. Yeah. Um but yeah, the uh, so we learned this this fairy is isn't bad, but their their master is bad, and they are going to be forced to continue doing bad things until the book that their master uh, is using to control her is destroyed. Yes. Um. And so I think this is the point where Charlie's like, "Hey, I am here to rescue you." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. She keeps pulling these Star Wars lines out because like it's it's. That's what, that's what nerds do, right? As they quote that, Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's 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 all. It's one hundred percent. Nerds love quoting shit. <laughs> oh man, that's. I work with some nerds who will sometimes just blurt out like quotes from things that they like, and I just have to turn my headphones up. I get it. Just makes me so deeply uncomfortable. I'm like, why are you saying that? Why that is, are you saying that? Do your uh, fucking work. <laughs> that's one thing about working with um, rednecks and 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 jocks is that I'd hardly ever get exposed to that. It, it just doesn't come up. But when I do. It's like Adam Sandler movies from 2002. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> there's just never there's never reason to just randomly be doing a character voice and, no, in, in the all. middle of your workday and just splur- blurting out a quote because you feel good. I don't want it in my life. I don't remember like when I was uh, I remember people going crazy for uh Ace Ventura True Detective and just just it was Ace Ventura. It was any Adam Sandler movie. It was you know Austin Powers. Like people would just like that would be. I would see people have whole conversations of just quoting quotes back mm-hmm. and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. It happens at my office all the time, and it it makes me deeply uncomfortable. So uh, Sam and Dean are trying to get rid of Boltar. Uh, Boltar is being like basically being like, "Yo, look, you're the chambermaid. Go clean some ha- go clean some chamber pots or something." Like I don't need yeah. you here. You're the handmaiden. Uh, Eventually, they find the tent, and when they go inside the tent, they find uh, Charlie and Gilda, the fairy, just in a hardcore makeout session. Yeah, and Charlie is full, very upset right. about being rescued at this point. <laughs> full on making out, yeah. Full on makeouts. Uh, but it turns out, surprise, Baltar is the actual master. Uh, so she, the Gilda, the fairy, kind of screams out, like, oh my God, you got to stop him. Sam and Dean pull their guns. And Baltar has Gilda immediately turn them into feathers, which hopefully those guns come back because I'm sure they were very expensive. Like that's that's, that's got to like, be yeah. his gun, right? Like that's Dean's Dan's gun. Dan's fancy so. silver gun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan's fancy silver gun. Dan's, yeah, Dan's fancy pants. Um, yeah, there's like a scuffle ensues. Uh, Sam is just getting choked out by a suit of armor. Um, yeah. Somebody's doing something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, magic things being thrown around or whatever. Uh, eventually, this dude, uh, Boltar, uh, he does this whole villain speech. Uh, there's, a, there's a line here that I, I really, really like where uh, he says, you know, I just wanted to come here to get away, and do and, and, and you know what happened? <laughs> and Dean says, let me guess, you were a loser out there, so you were a loser in here, too? I'm shocked. Ooh, got him. <laughs> Fucking got him, Dean. Roast, boom, roasted. If you want to get a quote, there's a quote for you. Shock, uh, Dean. Yeah, it's really funny to me. Just really, really great. It's very good. Yeah, it's great. During the scuffle, uh, Jerry is his. I'm not going to call him Boltar anymore. His name is Jerry with the G, just like from Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Uh, drops the book. Uh, Charlie stabs it with her knife. Uh, sets the curse free. Yeah, it's like Tom Riddle's diary. 
Yeah, uh, Dean. <laughs> yeah, Dean Jeremy that, says, rolling his eyes. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Riddle. Oh my god, I know how to make acronyms too. It's not an acronym. What do they call those? Uh, palindrome. Yeah, something. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to. It does not. It literally does not matter. Anyway, uh, as they're since the the spell has been dispersed, like this dude's real fucking sword that he you know had made for him by this fairy gets turned into just a piece of styrofoam. Dean just fucking decks the guy and drops yeah. him with one hit. Yeah. One of the most satisfying punches in the history of Supernatural, Chris. I don't it's know how you feel punch. about this. But it's man. a good punch. Just fucking smarmy up their ass, nerds harassing women on Twitter. When you see one of them get punched in the face, it feels good. This was uh, 2013, so I, uh, I don't had we hit uh, Gamergate yet? I don't think Gamergate had really. Maybe it was just showing it starting to show its uh, yeah, ugly head around. But this dude would definitely be like, "We got to protect the gaming. We got to protect the the gaming journalism. Like we got to. Yeah. It's all about the ethics in game journalism, y'all." What? Because uh, oh, that was the whole thing that he did, right? Like he found this book somewhere. He bought it on eBay. Yep. yep. <laughs> he uh, and he he figured he thought that these dudes were cheating, so he fucking killed them or something. Like it's a ridiculous premise. Like this dude was such a shitbag. And that's like literally what gamers do. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. You do a thing that I don't like, so I'm gonna like ruin so, your life. So I'm gonna scream the n word at you over Xbox Live. Like this, yeah. this this is where I'm at now in my life. Instead of just like using my uh, toy for entertainment the way that I'm supposed to. I'm going to harass you until you leave the internet. <laughs> so, uh, Gilda says, um, hey, uh, I, I got to go back to Fairyland. Uh, I got to take him with me because he's committed fairy crimes. We got to put him on fairy trial. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, Charlie. I got I to I gotta run. Charlie says, oh, I'll miss you forever. They make out some more. And then Gilda and uh, Boltar slash Jerry disappear. And uh, after this, we cut out to like kind of a little bit later and Dean and Charlie and Sam are talking and Charlie basically says like, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of done with running. Uh, I'm done with trying to escape from this stuff. I feel like I can actually handle it. Like if you guys need some help, call me and let me know. And Sam's like, Hey, I just kind of had one of these moments too. Uh, they also say like, Hey Charlie, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Except for the fact that, you know, you guys interrupted me like having sex with a fairy and didn't let me finish. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, that all of my, all of the queen's men are, are, are dead. So I don't, I'm going to lose this war. And of course that inspires an idea, uh, and Dean <laughs> and, uh, this conversation between them, I find very, very sweet. Like this is a very nice conversation where Dean says like, what next? I know, you, I know you can't have any fun. Right. Because you know, you, you're having to carry around all of this emotional guilt about the thing that you did, and and uh, Sam says, you know what? Like, actually, like having fun won't won't actually help me, but it will help the both of us. Mm-hmm. So they get dressed up. Dean does the uh, is the leader of this army. He does the Braveheart speech. Mm-hmm. Like their faces are painted the whole nine yards. They get interrupted by some frisbee golf, so they have to pause. Hold, hold. Best thing here is um, Sam suggesting, like, hey, we should we should join the LARP. And Dean trying to act like he he's uh yeah I guess we could do that but he's never been more fucking excited about anything in his life. <laughs> Jensen's very like yeah yeah, yeah I guess we can yeah, yes we can do it yes yeah, sure let's I, let's yeah. try it. I mean yeah, yeah, if you no, want like, if you, you want to up, if only yeah. if you want to I want to make sure it's you what's something you want to do. <laughs> Meanwhile he's pulling on the chainmail. <laughs> I mean I guess we can. I mean, yeah I'm not, it's not something I would normally do but pull my leg I mean. <laughs> 
Uh, and yeah, sure enough, the, the the episode ends with them charging to the opposing army. Uh, the classic shot is, of course, you know, Dean and Sam at the front in full regalia. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that screenshot has probably there's been a, everywhere. There's a ponytail in session here. I just want yeah, to point that there, out. There's definitely a ponytail. Thing. Uh, looks really, I mean, like, this is good. This is, it's like, good. there's Goofy. not much to talk about with this episode, but I, I no. really, really enjoy it. It's a really fun episode. Better to, if you, if you just listen to the podcast or you haven't been watching along, really, maybe just go and watch this episode because it's a really fun one to watch. I mean, we're making fun of nerds a lot, but like, Jeremy and I are huge nerds. I think you all know that. Um, and if you don't like have, have you been listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm holding a figure of aragorn in my hand right now i mean like i'm in it i get it <laughs> i uh like as as it's been said this is a fun episode definitely go watch it like it's it's very charming if you like felicia day you should definitely watch it uh if you like supernatural you should definitely watch it i feel like this is really good monster of the week supernatural uh like this is this is a fun like you know twist on their normal stuff like it's yeah. just this is just all good this is definitely one of the episodes that when, like, if I if I was just watching live with the show, I wasn't really watching Supernatural at the time, and I felt like putting something on. This is this is one of the episodes that I would throw on just to have a good time. Yeah, this is this is a fun one. Uh, I remember watching this live and just like I really liked Charlie at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I was a real big Felicia Day fan, despite not watching like all of her stuff. Like I, I knew who she was. I was aware of her through you know, quote unquote geek culture. I mean, I was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I remember really liking this episode. So yeah, I, I think we should definitely watch it next week. Do you want to get to our preview for next week's episode, Chris? Let's do it. Sam and Dean meet their grandfather. Oh, I feel like uh, we've done that before. Oh, <laughs> I guess this is maybe the uh, the paternal grandfather because we've met the maternal grandfather. <laughs> How disappointing would it be if it was just Samuel again? <laughs> like, oh, oh my god, uh-huh. back from the dead again. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Um. I'm I'm pretty excited about this episode uh, the next week because it, it sets up some stuff that's going to be going yeah, on for yeah. a while. I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped up about that one. It's going to be uh, I think a pretty good episode. Chris, this has been kind of a short one for us. Like we, yeah. there was just not a, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of analysis or not or, a lot of meat on the digging. bones. Not not really. Like it's but it's a fun episode. Like this is a good chicken tindy that we just had right now. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, it's yeah again it's one that I really recommend watching this episode. I know some people are have already watched the whole show or they just listened to the podcast or whatever. But again. Go go watch the episode. It's good stuff. Uh, if you like this and uh, you want to support the show directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Thank you very much to all the people that do so. Yes. That's a really cool place to hang out. I didn't mention it at the beginning of the episode, but if you want to go hang out at our Discord, that's the place. To, that's the way to do it. And it's fun, a fun time. It's good times. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, I am at JG Greer. I am at Local Bones podcast is at MOTW cast and you can find everything all of our links to merchandise and everything else at monster of the week dot cool uh, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next week with grandpa Winchester apparently <laughs> fairly well Game on, gamer. Not too shabby. All right. Wow, that really was a short one, huh? Yeah, like an hour. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, 94? Woo! What, did 91 come out today? I, 
I have no fucking clue, man. Once we get like one or two episodes ahead, I just I just have no clue. Totally fucking lost. Yeah. No clue. Yeah, no, 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 no capacity to keep track of that at all. Let me go look just to verify before you put it. How goes it? It goes pretty good. I got two fighting dogs in the bed behind me. Dope, dope, dope. So, Autumn should be home directly. She's going to come capture the dogs for us. Like they were fucking Pokemon. Hell yeah. You on the right mic? You sound like you were um, eons away from me. I am just really far away from the mic. I'll move it one second. No worries. Finish slamming them tendies, dude. I I don't mind. Take your time. I'm trying to, uh, there we go. Get this formatted. The the part of the story I was writing earlier. Sometimes when I do it on my phone, it won't indent on a new paragraph. And then I have to reformat it. I hate that. I don't know how people reliably format, like, across platforms. It seems like it's an enormous pain in the ass. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, hey, (laughs) there's a dog. Wow, really? That was loud. One just got knocked, uh, Rosie just knocked maybe right off the fucking bed. <laughs> oh. Okay, alright. Well, I'm done with that. That's good. I have, uh, I realized I got myself in a real pickle, because now Ooh. I will have to, um, try to write 5,000 words before Thursday so that I can stay on track, because on Thursday I'll, we'll be doing Silver for Monsters, and I'm gonna try and edit it that night, that way you'll have time to listen to it, and whatever. Because uh, then Friday, obviously, I'll be gone, and I'm not going to be writing while I'm away. Chris, right. I'm here for you. Whatever you need. You tell me what you need, and I will, I'll be here for you. Just need, you know, just need my gamers. <laughs> I've taken to started calling my dogs gamers. I'm like, hey, gamers, yeah. let's just go to bed. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Dogs are gamers. I would say that they're the words world's first gamers. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Have you seen the um the trailer for this this movie Alpha? I have not. So I, I hadn't seen it till recently, and I had never heard of the movie either until uh, Autumn's dad told us about it. He was like, "Yeah, I saw that movie Alpha this weekend," and we were like, "What? What is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a it's like a documentary about like the the domestication of dogs." We're like, oh, that's really neat. Like, was it good? And he's like, no, not not really. Like, I thought it was going to be a little bit more like historical, but it was like it leaned a lot more on the action. And I was like, the action? <laughs> that seems a little. <laughs> so that was uh, that was weeks ago. That was probably three or four weeks ago. And um, I finally uh, got around to watching the trailer. And Autumn and I uh, were sitting on the couch. We we're just going through like trailers. I don't know if you and Jess ever do that, but like we like to watch yeah, these movie trailers. It happens. Yeah. Uh, so we're going through trailers and uh, Alpha's there. So I turn it on and it's like this, uh, it's, it's set in like, I don't know, like thousands of years ago. And a, a dude in a tribe gets like knocked off a cliff and bef- befriends a wolf or something. I, I mean, and then, and then like, there's a girl there and I'm like, this is not a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the accurate way to describe that. That's not what I would have, not what I would have called it. Um, what did we do this weekend? No, we didn't watch the Alpha trailer. Oh, well. 
I just heard I just heard one of them in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The alpha trailer's happening. It's being recorded, being filmed in my, yeah. in my guest yeah. bedroom right now. Oh, we watched Hereditary, finally. Oh, was that good? I just downloaded that. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's deeply uncomfortable. Everyone kept saying how scary it was. Even my friend, who's like, horror is like his thing, was like, yeah, man, I mean, just FYI, it's like, it's a pretty fucked up movie, so be prepared. And I think it, that, that sense of it was a little bit overhyped. It's definitely a fucked up movie, but it was a fucked up that I could digest and handle. <laughs> um, and it didn't leave me all fucked up afterwards. Uh, do you think, but there's a, like, having that expectation that it was going to be super incredibly fucked up kind of, like to change the way that you approach the movie like if you just walked into Definitely. the movie off the street you'd have been like holy shit that is one fucked up movie everybody yeah that there's there's a good chance of that um and it was still really good it wasn't like i tainted how i how i felt about it i just wasn't as emotionally scarred as i as i expected to be but there's just some scenes in that that are just genuinely very frightening and it's really cool um because i love a good a good scare there's no like jump scares or anything it's not that kind of movie um just that kind of creeping dread and a lot of uh, creepy imagery and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's just the, um, it's just very uncomfortable. Some of the scenes, like emotionally, very uncomfortable stuff to watch, which is affecting when you're watching a movie. And it's not cool is the wrong word for it, but it, it's cool when you're watching a movie and sure. you see this. And like, when you get through that scene and you're like, oh my God, I want to take a shower. I feel so uncomfortable now. Um, it's, it's affecting. Yo. Don't bring tone. Hey, it's uh, it's time to record Monster of the Week, everybody. <laughs> All right, <laughs> just just let everybody Is know. Is that your alarm for it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I had the day off today, so uh, Autumn and I met up for lunch, and um, I had a couple of beers at lunch, so I came home and took a nap, and I was ah. worried that that nap would turn into one of those situations where I, you know, to sleep till seven or eight o'clock, so I set an alarm for myself. It's not a bad idea. I'm glad that I was actually able to get some of the Witcher stuff done today. I didn't. I was expect, usually I read the the story and then I take notes while I read and then I just listen to the audiobook for like to to refresh on it. Sure. Um, this time I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to listen to the audiobook and try to take notes during it. Um, Interesting. It's almost easier that way to like sit there with my phone or my my keyboard and just hear a thing. Go okay, like being in, like a, a lecture in school or something. Uh, because it's it's a little bit annoying to be reading and then put the book down, take some notes, reading to you know, it just it's it's time consuming that way. But this way, I can listen, I can take notes, I can rewind and and hear something again if I need it. And it's also helping me to kind of cut out the filler. Yeah. In a way, like there's a lot of conversations happening at the dinner table in this scene with with Geralt, and I'm like, none of this. This is great color. Yeah, yeah. Um, Papa G. There's a it's adding a lot of color to the world, but like. For the purposes of of digesting this story on a podcast, that that's not needed, and I can I think more easily see the the forest for the trees or the other way around, whatever it is, uh, when I'm listening to it. So hopefully the the notes will be more streamlined, and then we can just sort of like talk over stuff and not go through every single friggin' detail. Yeah, that works for me. I've been to however you want to do it. I um, uh, when I do uh, usually when if I'm on a podcast about a book i'll uh because I, I read everything on the kindle app so i'll just like select some text and that gives you an option yeah. to like comment on it and then you can just email yourself a bunch of notes which is really handy uh that's really great until you're going to be on a podcast with somebody that's sharing your kindle app and then all of a sudden you both are making <laughs> notes in the same <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what's what's also really annoying is when dogs start ruining in the background to try to see they're really <laughs> 
They're going for it. <laughs> They're really, and don't worry. Like I'm waiting for Autumn to come home, and she'll be here like any minute now to steal the dogs. That's so it's not going to be on the main podcast. But I'm not worried about it until then. Uh, can I tell you about my weekend? Because I had I had a couple yeah, of adventures yeah. that I want to tell you about that I think would be a lot of fun for the podcast. Let's hear it. So, um, as listeners of the show may know, it's it was Autumn's birthday this past Wednesday. Um. We went to New Orleans to see one of her favorite bands called Chromeo. We had tickets to take a picture with the band. Um, if you were following Twitter, as of the day we're recording this, those pictures, we, we put them out on Twitter. So you can go see me awkwardly standing with my hands straight down, <laughs> trying not to look like a tool. <laughs> um, oh, I, I think th- you nailed it, honestly. I know why you sound quiet, because I, I recorded with Gary yesterday, and I, bust, I turned him way down. Um, well... So me back up, boy. we got there uh, Friday afternoon, uh, checked into the hotel. Our room wasn't ready, so they just held our bags for us. And Autumn's like, well, let's just, you know, I want to go to this oyster bar. It's like, let's go to the oyster bar. So we walk over, we post up at the bar. They got the two dudes sitting there shucking oysters like you've never seen oysters sucked before. Like they're going so <laughs> fucking super fast. It's ridiculous. You ever shucked an oyster before in your life? I have not. It's really fucking hard. And it's like really easy to cut yourself or to break open the oyster or to do all kinds of things that you don't want to do when you're sucking oysters. Uh, and these guys just make it look so fucking simple. It's great. I hear um, that. <laughs> Autumn is really into this place. This is where she hangs out in Mardi Gras. She's like, I know it's very touristy, but uh, because the entrees are so expensive, nobody wants to like come in and sit at the bar. So there's always bar seating available. It's right here on the quarter. Like it's right there on Bourbon Street. So you can people watch, they have good beers and like you can just, and they have great oysters. So you can just sit here and chill all day and it's great. It's cool. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we hang out there. Um, Autumn is eating oysters. She's kind of gotten into eating raw oysters, uh, which I'm not super into, but she was like, you have to try them. So she like doctored one up for me. She got a cracker, <laughs> put the oyster on it, covered in horseradish, a bunch of like crystal hot sauce. And then, uh, and, like, you know, just take it in and just eat it up as fast as you can. It's very tasty. Very good that way. Oh, Straight up raw oysters are not my thing, though. I don't, I don't know if you ever have ever experienced that, but yeah, I've never even had any kind of oyster. Yeah, it's it's a oysters is, is a very weird seafood. Like it's it it's on the edge of pleasant things that you want to put in your mouth. You know how sometimes sushi or like if you're eating like <laughs> eel or octopus, sometimes you're like, ugh, this is kind of yeah, this is not yeah, great. Like it, t- it tastes good, but this is kind of a weird experience I'm having. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's very much on the edge of that. Um, I like char grilled oysters. So like if you put them on the grill. And then you basically just like put them in some like garlic butter sauce. Of course, that's going to taste fucking delicious, right? Like yeah. it's it's a yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so we're hanging out. Um, our our bartender has to leave. It's a shift change, so our great bartender leaves. This other dude who was kind of like a spaz shows up. His name is Fox. Um, Fox is not a very good waiter. To our left, uh, these two women sit down. These two women are from some like teachers conference. Uh, to our right was some like really really drunk guy like yelling at his phone where are you i'm right here where did you go i want to find you like he's lost in new orleans it's very good um we strike up a conversation with the two like teacher ladies and uh at some point and i don't know how it gets brought up because again this is for friday afternoon new orleans like we're all drinking having a good time supernatural comes up okay (laughs) okay uh and uh, so somebody says something about Supernatural, or I think I, w- I think actually me and Autumn were talking about Supernatural. I think that's how it got going. Like I said something about like Dean, da 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 da, and Sam. The chick to the to the left of us turns to me. Are you, you watch Supernatural? And Autumn does this thing. I am never ever 
have never done this, but Autumn does this thing. She's, and she's like, absolutely. He has a supernatural podcast. <laughs> I yep. never say that. I never, oh, just I, does that exact kind of thing. <laughs> Somebody will be like, yeah, I don't really like supernatural. And she'll be like, my boyfriend has a podcast about it. <laughs> Autumn immediately volunteers the information. Uh, so, and I, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have a podcast about it. We talk about it with my friends. And this chick is. The first thing she does is, uh, number one, she, she asks for a link. So, uh, and she doesn't have any podcast apps on her phone and she's kind of drunk, I think. Um, so I sent, like, I literally texted, gave you her phone number. I texted her monster of the oh week. Got cool. She hasn't responded to the text. I don't think she will. She probably won't remember it that, that it happened, which is fine. So, uh, if you're out there listening to this, I guess right now, my bad. Um, so send her the link, uh, and then she starts like quizzing me about Supernatural, uh, and she's like, "What do you, do you think that there's going to be? Do you think season fourteen is going to be the last season?" And I was like, "No, I don't think so. Like, I think if they were going to do that, they probably announce it ahead of time, and there'd be like a they'd want to finish the season, and like the CW has said all of this, 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 and this, and like they, if, they, if the boys are interested, you know, they want to keep going." So it's really sad about Wayward Sisters. So like we were talking about this. Meanwhile, Fox, um, who has not been attentive to our needs up to this point at all, like we have to wait for beers. <laughs> Fox rolls up, and all of a sudden he's the biggest nerd on the on campus. So he's oh like, "Oh, I love Supernatural. I love Doctor Who." Da 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 da. Like he's like he must be an like a, a physical representation of a super Hulakian because that's that's the only thing I can imagine. <laughs> I didn't ask about Sherlock. I didn't want to get into it, but like I'm I'm yeah. almost positive that that would be the thing. So this chick is like continually quizzing me about things about Supernatural. And finally she's like, well, I'm sure that you've seen Jared's sex tape. And I was like, God, excuse me. (laughs) I I didn't know Jared had a sex tape. I've never heard of that. She goes, well, you know, he was in that movie house of wax. And I was like, yeah, yeah. The Paris Hilton thing. Cause she came on the episode and was surprisingly good. He's, and she's like, I I don't know that I would say that. Uh, but apparently (laughs) during the filming of house of wax, uh, Paris Hilton filmed Jared masturbating. And this is all according to this chick. I've literally never heard about this in my life. Like, I've never mm-hmm. heard the story. It's never come up on our Discord. It's never come up on any kind of, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't pay a lot of attention to, like, supernatural fan sites or whatever. I've never heard this before. Autumn and I are dying. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's absolute. You can tell it's him. You know, oh, man. I, I'm, and I'm sure and she kind of, like, elbows Autumn. She goes, I'm sure you're going to get back to the hotel. I know what you're going to be watching, huh? <laughs> And Autumn is like, I don't want to watch this gigantic monster masturbating. I don't, yeah. I'm not interested. Extremely weird. I don't want to do that at all. Oh man, it was. And, the, and this other dude is like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I've seen that before. My girlfriend loves it. And I'm like, What the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, yeah. Somebody on our Discord, it got it got brought up um, after you were like, Hey, this. And somebody was like, Yeah, that's like confirmed, not him. But what do I know? Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to get in the middle of it. That's for sure. I, uh, I just thought it was hilarious that this this was this chick's experience yeah, with supernatural, um, and she was she was that much into it. And she's like, "Oh my god, I've watched it four or five times." The the chick gets up to leave at one point to go to the bathroom, and her friend is like, "Yeah, I'm from Texas. Like, I used to live in Louisiana, so all this New Orleans stuff is kind of passe for me. But all of these girls that I'm here with are just like getting drunk every single night. All I want to do is go home." <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> now, now I understand. Now I see what's happening. Yeah, that's relatable. That lady. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there. Been their girlfriend. Uh, so all of this was happening like as we were trying to get our check from Fox to, to get out of there. But of course, Fox is is not the attentive <laughs> waiter no, that bartender no. that it needs to be. Uh, we finally get a chance to leave. We uh, we go back. We chill out for a little while. We go to the concert. Um. I've never taken a picture with a celebrity in this kind of environment before. Have, have you? Have you done this? I, 
I don't think so. Uh, no, yeah, no, I don't think I have. I'm just not the type to to want to do that. Yeah, I, I would. I am not normally either. Sorry, I'm also drinking some tea as we're talking. Um, Very good. I am. A, I am not necessarily the kind of person that wants to do this either. Uh, this was a, like a, kind of a birthday treat for autumn. We're like, let's do it. It'll be fun. So we we get there at seven. Actually, we get there about like ten till seven. They told us to be there at seven. People don't even come out until like seven fifteen or seven thirty, and we're standing there, and it's like outside of New Orleans. It's eighty five degrees. It's like a hundred thousand percent humidity. Um, they finally like line us up. They check our our our, our credentials. They give us uh, not one but two wristbands, and then also Ooh. a lanyard. Oh, <laughs> so like like super a fish. Uh, we go through the metal detector, and they give us a, a stamp. Uh, so we we wait in line. So more. Now you have a lanyard, a, a bracelet, lanyard, and two, a stamp. Two bracelets on my on my left wrist and on my right, uh, the back side of my right palm. I have a stamp. So no matter what happens in this bar, I figure like I I can get through it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna hold my hands up and be like, here, look. Um, they don't let us in until we don't probably don't get in until seven fifty. And according to the documentation, like pictures were supposed to be over by eight. Um, oh. so they so they. But 7.50, they start pulling all of the red armbands out, uh, because apparently the red armbands paid for a one-group photo of everybody. So uh, they, they all line up. Uh, they line us up. They all line up in front of the camera. They line us up kind of to the side of the camera. They make us wait for at least, like, 20 or 30 minutes. Chris, the air conditioner's not really, like, cranked right now. I am Oof. fucking dying. I am, like... A ball, like I am the the emoji of that like splash of water oh, coming off oh, of like no. all sides oh, of no. my body. I am I am damp, yeah. <laughs> and all I want in the world is just to find trouble has set in. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's fucking it's ninety thousand percent humidity outside. Like it's already it's gone down a little bit yeah. from the hundred thousand yeah. it was earlier, but it's still a lot. It's still that's heavy. Yeah, uh, Autumn is, is dying for a glass of water. They've already told us, like, hey, don't go to the bar. Uh, like, you know, we, we have time for the bar later. As soon as we're done with this, you can go to the bar. We want everyone to be in, in line. Obviously, they're, they're, like, waiting on the on the, the rock stars, right? Like, that's the whole situation that's happening. So, uh, all I want to do is go to the bathroom and find, like, eight zillion paper towels and just, like, dry myself yeah. off before I t- have to, like, shake somebody's hand. No time to yeah. do that. Can't do yeah. that. Uh, rock stars finally show up. Uh, it's super awkward the entire time through. They uh, they take pictures with the group. They do one by ones. We take the picture. Like, as I've told you before, P Thug, who is one of the dudes in the band, like threw out the peace sign real quick, like he was doing with every picture. For some reason, that like motivated me to throw out like a like the the metal horns or something. And I was like, wait, Fuck I'm, yeah, not, gamer. I'm not with Fuck fucking, yeah. I'm not with Metallica right now. Yeah, so. but you're a fucking gamer. Finally, really quickly, like at the very last second, like shoved my hand straight down and was just like, hey, oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> You look so nonchalant. It, it, like you, it must have nailed you in that that one perfect instant. And oh, you're like, man. yeah, uh, hey, I'm in a good mood, but like I could really care less. I'm having a good time, but I didn't really, I didn't work to be here. Is what I yeah. was going for. And I think yeah. I nailed it. Uh, took the picture. Had a good actually. You know, those dudes were really nice. We didn't stay more than like a couple of minutes. Very strange experience. I I don't know that I would ever do that again unless it was a band that like I was really really into. And even then, unless I'm it was sh- your favorite goth band, brand new. Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was brand new or Guns and Roses, maybe I would consider <laughs> either one of those. Yeah, <laughs> or like yeah, yeah. or may, or maybe the weird tour where brand new is opening for or, or Guns and Roses is opening for brand new. I don't know which way yeah. it's going to work. I don't know Who which knows? one's more popular anymore. Who uh, knows? The uh, concert itself was pretty dope. 
We uh, nice. so it was a it was a theater. The the lower like the floor was cleared out of seats. So it was obviously a dance floor. They had a uh, a second floor, and they were reserved seats on the second floor. For so it was like the seats that were up on a balcony, kind of, and like you could see mm-hmm. directly at the stage. So like obviously those were were paid for and uh, and reserved. Above that, they had more seating, and then there was a bar upstairs. This place, this was the Joy Theater in New Orleans. If anybody's curious, is the, was the nicest place I've ever seen a concert at, including Damn. like the Orpheum Theater to go see Tori Amos or something like that, or like a live symphony or something. The uh, it was. Nobody, I guess nobody wanted to be upstairs, so there was not a lot of people upstairs. There's nice. plenty of room. We were able to sit down, <laughs> like we had two seats like open. I was on the aisle seat. Autumn was to my right, so like anytime we wanted a beer, the bar was four steps behind me. Excellent, <laughs> like, it's fucking beautiful. The ideal concert going experience. I mean, like you know, because you've been to concerts. Like if you go to like a, a huge stadium or something, like it's a trek to get beers. You're gonna oh, miss yeah. two songs. You're gonna stand in like a long line. No oh, yeah. lines at the bar, hardly. Like I think the most I waited was. Maybe a couple of minutes, and I still had direct eyesight on the on the on the band. Like I could just look nice. over, and the band was still playing. Nice. Uh, about maybe ten feet from there was the bathroom, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this was the cleanest fucking bathroom I've ever been in in New Orleans. <laughs> Hell yeah! It was amazing. Autumn said that there were several times where she went to the restroom, and her her and the girls in there that she had no, she never met them before. Like they were just rando chicks that were in there. Were like, wow. <laughs> This is a yeah. really nice bathroom. They come out of the bathroom cleaner than when they went in, which is <laughs> ideal. So we were able to, uh, and I, that, that probably sounds kind of lame. Like we, like we, we set. That down. sounds like my my ideal concert experience. Yeah, like I don't. Uh, we got up and danced a couple of times. Like we we had a good time with it uh, to a couple of songs. But I don't want to like fight for territory on the dance no. floor anymore. I almost like, died uh, at a brand new show because I was just standing in the wrong spot and a stampede of teenage girls just pushed me down. I fell onto my knees and then I probably told you this before. And then they just filled the space where my head once was. Yeah, yeah. So but you I couldn't get up anymore. I couldn't get up, and my friend ended up pulling me back to. My feet. I don't know how he saw me, but he, he saved my butt. Um, and then I went to another show where we were on a balcony, and I thought, well, we're kind of back from the situation. Everything's cool. Is this guy yeah, Frank yeah, Turner yeah, yeah. we were seeing? Mm-hmm. And uh, I I got a little rambunctious, and I spilled some beer on this lady in front of me. And Whoops. I was like, she wasn't that mad, but I was like, let me go get you another beer, lady. And so like 45 minutes when I get back, that lady's long gone because she doesn't want to stand around the drunk guy. Uh, and then I just had fucking two cups of beer in my hand, so Hell I got yeah, even gamer. more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, gamer! Hell fucking yeah! <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was it was a pretty fun show. Like being able to like just chill up there and watch. Uh, the opening band was really good. They had the bass fucking cranked. It was just one dude. Uh, we had no idea who he was until his very last song. And autumn was. And as soon as it came on, like I was actually walking downstairs to get something uh, because like we didn't want to miss Chromio, so I wanted to walk outside real quick. Right. Uh, and like the, he started playing like the song that we knew from him that we didn't know we knew from him, and like me yeah. and Autumn like both looked at each other we're like, "Holy shit, it's this guy!" Uh, <laughs> also, cannot remember his name at all. Stephen A. Cord or something like He's that. He's like, That's "What up? I'm Mike. Look me yep. up on Google. <laughs> Look me up. Hit me up on SoundCloud, yo. Um, Mike, uh, you'll find me if you search." <laughs> and then, speaking of going outside, uh, on my way out, um, there, so there's a bar upstairs that I told you about. There's a bar downstairs, so I'm walking downstairs and uh to get out out of the venue you have to walk by the other bars i'm walking by like this dude comes up and he was like excuse me sir uh do you know how close that we are to to seeing chromio 
And I was like, I, I don't, man, I don't know. I said, like, I don't know. He's like, well, I just, I, I thought, and he kind of gestured toward the lanyard that I was wearing. He's like, I thought you were with You're the like, show. Oh yeah, my swag. <laughs> and I was uh. like, oh no, man. I said, like, they just gave us these earlier for the take pictures of the band or whatever. Like, I'm not with the show. And he's like, oh my bad, man, my bad, my bad. So uh, I walk a little further. I walk outside. Uh, there's a cop sitting outside, and uh, the cop is like, hey, come here. And I was like, all right, <laughs> whatever. Oh, <boy>. <laughs> it's New Orleans. Like, I'm just going to say yes or no, sir, whatever. Uh, he's like, how far before are we from the main act? And I was like, well, I think this is the dude's, the opening act's last show. So maybe no more than 20, 30 minutes. He goes, they don't, they don't give you any more information than that. And I'm like, I don't, I said, I, I'm just, I'm just here to watch the show. And he's like, oh, I thought with that lanyard, you were, you were with the band. And I was like, <laughs> I said, no, not no. at all. You're like, actually, hi, I'm Chromeo. <laughs> I'm Mr. Chromeo. I am Jeremy Chromeo. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> He's, and he goes on to be like, uh, oh, man, that's a, that's a really nice lanyard. Like, usually they don't give you, it goes out. Like, that, that looks like you're with the staff. And I'm like, you think I can just go get on the bus? And he's like, I wouldn't try it, man. I was like, all right, shots fine. It's cool. <laughs> Whatever. He just pulls his gun. He's like, I would, I, would, I would step back inside, sir. That happened to me uh a, a, for a total of three times. I think that was the, t- the two times that happened when I was walking outside. But that happened to me with three different people, if you can believe that. Damn. Damn. It's like going into Target with a red shirt on. You're just asking for it. That's exactly Should've what it was. that lanyard in. Don't go to the Angel Office Depot if you uh, have a red shirt on, because right. they will think right. that you work there. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was like one of the so best you- one of the best experiences of, of a, a concert going experiences I've ever had because it was so chill and so good. It was also oh, one yeah. of the most romantic experiences I've ever had. Oh, well, that's beautiful. I don't know. Um, you've never been to New Orleans, right? No. I'm sure this is a common thing with concerts where you go to a concert, especially like if it's a cooler band and it's a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. You walk in and like everybody there is way cooler than you and you don't know how you don't you know what i'm saying like you, you immediately That's feel most like, places i go even when i walk into the hot topic i'm like oh fuck <laughs> all these kids are way cooler than me yeah where, where do these kids come from where do they live like how do they all know each other this is weird like they're yeah. all friendly how with each do they other. get this cool yeah they're high-fiving each other when they come in i don't understand any of this so um they uh what was i fucking where was i going with this oh so as we're standing out there waiting for like to get in originally, we noticed that everybody that's coming up is like a couple, right? Like it's like a boy and a girl mm-hmm, and that's, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like that was the, the extent of all of the pictures. <laughs> we're, we're, oh. So we thought like, okay, well like this, this is like a special thing. It probably had to um, like, it costs a little extra money. So like maybe only like couples really wanted to do this. Like I could definitely see it like, in a, like I don't remember who made the joke, but someone was like, it was, it was everybody's girlfriend's birthday, right? Like it was, yeah. it was everybody <laughs> yeah. had Otto's birthday or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but no, as the general admission opened up, almost every single person there, like they were, were grouped in couples. It was fucking weird. And they were all like normal people. Nobody got rowdy. Nobody was cooler than anybody. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> it was just, they were just couples everywhere and like really nice, respectful people that were just chilling. I've never had a concert going experience like this. Like I've been to, wow. I mean, not even like, like hardcore bands or anything like that going to like Metallica and expecting everybody to chill, but like going to a, a Jose Gonzalez show where you know that dude's just a chill guitarist and like people are shouting mm-hmm. stuff at him from the from the crowd and he's like I, i'm not i'm not gonna play those songs like that's a different band <laughs> like that kind of <laughs> shit nothing like that it was amazing wow so, yeah, we had a good that's time that's pretty awesome hell fucking yeah gamer yeah, it was fun i would uh i would do that again in rb heck yeah maybe and when it, it's not as hot out yeah really now uh 
for my birthday, we're going to go see Open Mike Eagle in Houston. And um, yeah, somehow or another, I'm going to meet that dude. And I am way more nervous about it now because it's, yeah. not, it's not just going to be like a five minute thing. Yeah, so. you're going to go hang out in the green room, right? Yeah, that's that. That's the plan. I don't. I don't. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Remember, whatever you are gonna do, like throw up the fucking devil horns. Nope. Nope. Whatever nope, you're you gonna do, just don't do it. Just get don't all do of that it. out of my system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you like, think for a second, hey, I should do this, just go. No, don't, I should. Yeah, don't. You got to shut that down immediately. Um, we uh, so he, yeah, like he was like, yeah, I'll just get you in the green room or whatever. But like with this Chromio situation, because it was an official package, like I got an email mm-hmm. telling me exactly when and where to show up. Like. I don't, am I just going to be DMing open mic eagle? Like, where's the green room? Where do I get in? Yeah. Where yeah, do I, I stay? And I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have a good time, man. You're going to have a good time figuring all that out. Chris, it's scary. It's very scary. That's like my fucking nightmare. Oh, <laughs> it's dude. not knowing where to park or like what door I go in. Like, I'd rather just not go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, because we have, me and Autumn have been known to buy concert tickets and then just not go to the concert. Oh. Uh, we've, we've, we, cause we just do that thing, right? Where you're like, oh, that just seems like a lot of hassle or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I went ahead and like had us book the hotel. <laughs> so like now if we okay. lose, like we're going to be losing like a large amount of yeah. money. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Well, no, you'll have a good time. Just get a little drunk beforehand. You'll be all right. That's, that's going to be kind of the plan, I think, so far, is just to, yeah, we're going to go, we uh, we have some good Vietnamese food that's been recommended to us, so we're going to go do that, probably take a nap, and then go hang out in the green room that's with a, thing a bunch of rappers. That I can never, like, I'll never get to experience, is, like, going someplace, like, grabbing some food, and then, like, going to a concert or whatever, because if I go out and I'm... Oh, if I go out, I'm anxious. That's just period. Um, and if I'm, I can't get food and then do something else because I will get sick from anxiety. That's just what happens. So I can't do anything. Yeah, it's um, I don't really get anxious so much, but like I, like and, and at, once I saw people kind of cycling through, and I realized like, oh, this Chromio situation is literally just a handshake, like a quick comment, a pose, snap, snap, and then on your way. Thank you for coming out. Like that's all it was. I was way more comfortable, right? Because yeah, I was just yeah. like, okay, I can. I can deal with this. Uh, but yeah, actually hanging out is going to be a totally different situation that I am 100% not prepared for. You're going to just talk about Dark Souls. <laughs> that's the that's the goal. Hopefully like Dark Souls on Switch will be out. Maybe we could actually play or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't hey, know. Hey, what's up, gamer? Uh... <laughs> hey, where's your summon sign, Mike? <laughs> hey, gamer. Uh, gamer Mike. What's up? It's me, Gamer J from the internet. Gamer Mike. Yo, you want to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Sorry for dominating the uh, the outtakes with New Orleans okay. stories, but it was, it was good stuff. I wanted to talk about the supernatural bar experience of you know yeah. J- Jared yeah. masturbating. Just the idea that Paris Hilton would be like, "Hey, I, oh, I caught like- Jared. I caught Jared masturbating, and I put I recorded it on my phone. Like, does she think that he's gonna she's gonna launch his career like that? Launched her career? Like, he's Maybe. already got a show. What are Maybe. you doing? Very weird. Very weird." Let's fucking uh, let's let's uh, let's do this thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to sit in a way that I won't squeak my chair so goddamn much. But then I'm too far away from the mic, so uh, it's all right. Squeak away, my brother. Squeak away. The squeak will.
And I am Christopher the Mageblade, Knight Errant of Hunkbarrow Castle. <laughs>